Welcome to Phil Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole. This is an embarrassment of this face. What? What's the matter, shit? You got wax in your ears. Hello and welcome to Film Erupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want without having to deal with the constant antics of Derek Batacek. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Today we're going to do something kind of fun and interactive and go back to the grassroots here of the show. On an old episode, episode number 23, I did a podcast called Four Stories. And I'm going to do something very similar to that today. So just to set the mood here, let's get some music going and I will tell you what we're going to do. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so that podcast I did on episode 23 again, it was called Four Stories. And I told some scary, paranormal-type stories. And the whole point of that podcast was you had to listen and figure out which one out of those four stories was written by me. That was the big surprise that I revealed in the end of that podcast. Today, we're going to do something very similar. This one is called Six Stories. And again, the big secret will be revealed at the end of which one was written by me. And the thing about this one is not only was this story written by me, it is in fact a true story. Hmm, creepy. <laughs> so listen in to these next six stories and think to yourself, which one sounds like Phil? Which one sounds like some BS? And we will reveal the answer at the end. So enjoy the stories, guys. Let's begin. Story number one. Stranger in the House In college, I would go to work after my classes ended, which was usually in the morning or early afternoon. The job was very flexible with my hours, and I helped them by doing data entry and jobs like that. I would get in some hours for extra money, and they knocked out some of their workload. I'd go back to my parents' house where I still lived, which was sort of out in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't completely in the boonies, but the houses were spread far enough apart on the street for a lot of privacy. My parents weren't home yet when I got back from work this particular day, so the house was dark, and since it was late fall, it was basically nighttime already. On the east coast, it gets dark early this time of year. I pulled into my normal spot in the driveway and got out of the car, and then I turned to open the back door to get my backpack out of the back seat. I usually entered my house through the garage or the back door. Since nobody was home, I walked towards the back door. That's when I noticed 
that the upstairs bathroom light was on. As far as I was aware, nobody was home. Was that light on when I pulled up? It must have been, right? As I was contemplating the light and reaching for the door, there was suddenly a very angry-looking woman standing in the window staring at me. I stopped right in my tracks, completely caught off guard. I was confused, scared, and I felt vulnerable. We stood there staring at each other for a good ten seconds, when one of my parents pulled into the driveway and distracted me from my stare-down with the woman in the bathroom. By the time I turned back, the light was still on, but the woman was gone. Story number two. What I saw on the country road. While I was in college, I loved hanging out with friends and going into the woods. We were young and dumb, and we'd often park our cars and venture into the woods at night. Now, I'm not gonna lie. We were usually smoking, listening to music doing young people stuff. It was a way to get away from our parents' houses and just relax. My one friend told me about this little back road he found that was great for hanging out. He suggested we should go down it and cruise for a spot to hang out. You know, cruising is when you drive slowly down old back roads, just looking for a cool spot to hang out. The road we took was about four miles through the woods and farmland and had about four houses on it. There were two houses near the beginning of the road, one in the middle, and one at the end of the road, which was also a dead end. We were getting close to the middle house when we saw movement on the left side of the road. My friend said, there are a lot of animals on this road, so we shouldn't be surprised to see this. There were lots of deer in the area and other small animals. However, what shot out from the brush was a child, probably eight or nine years old, in torn blue jeans and a ripped dark t-shirt. He looked straight at us, blinded by our headlights. He took one look at us, and his face was a mix of fear and pain. He looked back real quickly from where he had come out of and then booked it across the street. The guy that I'm with gets out of the car and starts chasing to see if this kid is alright. I pull the car up to the point where the boy went into the woods. I'm starting to get out of the car when my friend walks quickly back from the trail and just says, Let's go now. We hop into the car and we tear it out of that place. He told me that he used his flashlight on his cell phone and he said that he saw a graveyard about 10 yards into the woods and there were five gravestones all with the same death date. And all of them had the same last name and one was a boy. 
who was nine. I did not go back to that road for another year, but something inside me was never comfortable with what we had seen. So I decided to go back, except this time, during the daylight. I got to the house near the graveyard, and there's three men doing some yard work. I rolled down the window and explained what I was doing and asked them about the graveyard. Apparently, their dad's brother's family had all died when their space heater caught fire and burned the house down with everybody in it. They told me the firemen found all the bodies in the rubble except for the youngest son, but they assumed he was also too far burned. When I gave the description of the kid I saw, they all went white. They all have individually seen this child I was talking about, and he always runs to the gravesite. I have never been down that road again. Story number three. Who turned on the radio? When I was about 10 or 12, I had an odd experience. At the time, I was having a sleepover with a friend. I had this stereo, and when you would press the button to turn it on, it would click, and a red light would pop on. My bed was on one side of the room, and the stereo was on a desk on the opposite side. Since it was a sleepover, I was laying in a sleeping bag on the floor next to my friend. Late during the night, I was awoken by the click sound that the stereo makes when the power button is pressed. I recognized the sound immediately and sat up in bed. I looked over at the stereo, and the light blinked on. I looked over at my friend, and he was fast asleep. The stereo began playing that white noise sound that it makes when it isn't on a specific station. Suddenly I could hear someone saying, Away! Coming out of the stereo. Just one word. Away! First it started off soft, and then gradually it got louder, until it became almost a yell. Away! 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 It took maybe 10-15 seconds to build up to that yell, and then suddenly it died back down to a whisper. I thought this all must have been a dream. I was frozen out of fear. I thought this had to be my imagination, and I tried telling myself during this whole thing. I had almost convinced myself of it until the noise, the static, everything stopped. After the voice died away, the stereo went back to strictly just the static Then I heard the familiar click, and the light turned off. I was positive I wasn't dreaming by this ending part. I knew that click. I was wide awake at this point. I stared at the stereo for a few more moments, too freaked to move. Looked back at my friend and saw that he was still asleep. I finally laid back in bed, covered myself with my sheets, and willed myself back to sleep. I consider myself a rational person, but I have no rational explanation for this. 
The next day, I threw the stereo out in the trash. Story number four, The Roommate. During my college years one night, I was fast asleep on my bunk bed in my dorm. I was awoken from my deep sleep by my roommate gently saying to me, I need help. I need help. I opened my eyes and saw my roommate with his arms held out. His hands were facing palms up. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I realized to my horror that his wrists were dark and messy looking. I quickly leaped out of bed and turned on the light. Standing in front of me was my roommate, covered in blood. He had slit his wrists while I slept in the same room. I acted on impulse and I ran down the hallway to the bathroom and grabbed as many paper towels as I could find. Without much time to think, I began wrapping his wrists with the towels in an attempt to stop the bleeding. Very quickly, the towels turned a deep red color from the gushing blood. I was shocked and flying on an adrenaline rush from the stunning sight. I knew that I needed to get help. Again, I ran into the hallway and pounded on the door of his best friend. After a few long moments, he slowly opened the door, groggy and tired. What do you want? He said. I very quickly explained the situation, and he put on some clothes and went to his friend's aid. After this, I went to the resident advisor's door and woke him up as well. After he saw my roommate's arms covered in blood, he immediately called 911. The time was 4 a.m. An ambulance came within 10 minutes and took my roommate away. After things quieted back down, I sat awake for the rest of the night until sunrise. Luckily, my roommate survived, and the story came out that he was being excessively hazed by a fraternity he was attempting to join. They had been keeping him awake for days at a time doing chores, drinking alcohol, and belittling him with insults. I guess he just couldn't take it anymore. I don't know if my fast actions helped save his life, but I will certainly never forget that night. I never saw much of my roommate again after the incident. He left school and moved back home. Story number five. Come over here. 
This story happened when I was about eight years old. I was playing hide-and-seek with my best friend. It was late, probably around nine. It was my turn to find my friend. I was looking everywhere around the house, but I couldn't seem to find him anywhere. Eventually, I decided that he must be hiding outside, so I left the house to find him. It was an extremely dark night. No real moonlight, barely any wind. I started searching around some bushes near the house when I heard my friend's voice coming from a dark corner by the woods, maybe 20 feet away. The voice calls for me to come over. I didn't know what to make of it. I sort of stood there in a state of confusion and fear. You come over here, I said. The thing is, the voice, it sounded just like my best friend. The voice kept repeating, come over here. I finally replied, no, come on out, I I found you, thinking that this must have been my friend playing hide and seek. The voice kept slowly replying, no, no. No, over and over again. It was around this point that the voice suddenly changed into a dark, horrible sounding voice demanding that I come over. Whatever was in that dark corner had enough of my indecision. At this point, I ran back inside, only to see my friend in the living room. He said, Hey, where did you go? When I questioned him about how he got inside so fast, my friend said that he never went outside. Story number six, The Connection. One time, our internet connection didn't work for 16 hours. guys so those were the six stories those were the six stories right there last one was a little short but uh very scary indeed so i'm gonna go through and uh name these stories again and uh you guys can take your guess and then i will reveal the answer story number one was the stranger in the house story number two was what i saw on the country road Story number three was who turned on the radio. Story number four was the roommate. Story number five was come over here. And story number six was the connection. So now I ask you, listener, which one of these stories was written by me? Which one is a true story written by me?
I'm going to give you 10 seconds to contemplate. Think it over. And now for the reveal of the correct answer. The correct answer is... Story number four, The Roommate. That's correct. My roommate cut his wrists while I was sleeping in the same room with him, and man, was that freaky. Uh, Blew my socks off, literally, even though I didn't have socks on because I was sleeping. But it was a pretty crazy experience. I've certainly never forgotten about it. And uh, just so everybody knows, he's doing well now. He's doing good. I've talked to him on Facebook, and he's... He's over all those issues. He's a happy man nowadays, which is great to see that, you know, he's doing all right. So that's good to know. Nevertheless, it certainly was a wild experience. And uh, yeah, so story number four. If you got that correct, ladies and gentlemen, well, then I say congratulations to you. You did it. You did it. Woo! Yeah. Congratulations to you, you've done it, you got it right, you did it, you did it, yes, you did it, I'm so proud, I'm so proud you did it, yes, 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 yes. Now, on the other hand, if you didn't get it correct, well, then I just... I wish that you die, 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 just die. All right, homies, that's it. That was all I got. That was it. Six stories. That's it. Boom, shakalaka. So what? Who cares? Whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, guys, you can catch me on filminterrupted at gmail.com. Send me an email about this. If you like it, want me to do something similar again. Um, fun times. I enjoy it. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page, like me there. That's also a very nice thing for you to do for me. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm on Twitter, filminterrupted, but, you know, who cares? Whatever. Uh, check out Breaking Batacheck podcast I do with my good friend Derek. Uh, that comes out every Friday on circularlogicstudios.com. You can find out all sorts of information where you can listen to us and uh, other cool comedians and good people that have been on that show as well. So please do uh, check it out. Appreciate that, guys. That's going to do it here, guys. We're making moves here on Phil Interrupted, and we will catch you next time. Peace out! Could you imagine somebody not having internet for 16 hours? Oh my god. That is, that is a true horror story. My god.